All right, and welcome. Welcome, and a happy Thursday to you, gentlemen. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How is everybody? We staying busy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Getting through. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm warning you guys, man. I'm out of a cannon tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. ready to go? I'm ready to go. I'm fired up, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Sweet. Fantastic. Fired what's up. the occasion? Is, is yeah, what's specific? Oh, you know me. I get all hot and heavy sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll try to capture that lightning in a bottle and deliver to you, the listener, mm. for this episode 41 of You Should Check It Out. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we, I, I'm sorry to cut the intro short, guys, but I we have just uh, just a raft of content. A plethora. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a cornucopia, if you will. A cornucopia of, con- of premium content. <laughs> hey. That's right. This week. Oh, man, it's so awesome. I wanted to start things off with a with a little ditty by a guy named The Caretaker. Hmm. And um, unfortunately, The Caretaker has passed on. Oh, wow. And um, I'll be getting into that just a little bit later, explaining what I'm doing here. But uh, I wanted to play a track from his uh, piece, Everywhere at the End of Time. This is called Stage One, and this track is called Burning Memory. And I wanted to play this for you and then kind of explain it a little bit later. That was really nice. What's so? What's the deal with this guy? What's this? What's the caretaker? Yeah. So that that was the opening track from, like I said, everywhere at the end of time. The name of that piece is "It's Just a Burning Memory," mm-hmm. and um, it's a piece performed and written by this guy named the Caretaker, which is the pseudonym for this guy Leland Kirby, who's a British electronic and kind of avant-garde musician. He's done a, a bunch of different stuff, kind of in this same vein, but this was his largest exploration of that type of, of music. I actually found out about this whole project uh, through Reddit, which, you know, just a website that's great for rabbit holes. And this is a perfect example of that. The way I found out about it was was a post. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these um on Google, have you ever seen these like AI generated images? They're they're mm-hmm. images that are completely created by computers and right. they contain bits and pieces that look like objects that you know. Right. But you can't really describe like they're not those objects because they're just computer generated. It's just something wrong. Like, right, exactly. You can see elements of of recognizable aspects, but then it just doesn't all work. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Because it was made by a computer to F with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so the title of this Reddit post was like, can you describe any object in this picture? So, uh, you know, I, I, I clicked on it and like I looked at it for a while. And this is really neat. And I stared at it for a while, made my head hurt. And then I, you know, scrolled down through the comments. And somewhere in there, someone said, this reminds me a lot of the caretakers everywhere at the end of time piece. And then there was, of course, a whole sub- you know, like 8,000 comments on that. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that, that sounds really interesting because I'm, I'm really into kind of like avant-garde weird music like that. Like music sure. that's, I don't know how you to like, describe you, that. You like ambient music. I do. I love ambient music. I do. And <laughs> I, I, I do. You know, the grass is soft over there. And uh, so, you know. It's on the I, AM I, radio. So. <laughs> that's what that's it sorry. sounds like. That's sorry, right. Sorry, sorry. AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just listening to the AM radio right now. Yeah, I like I, you know, I, got I don't know, I don't know how to describe this music. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Well, it's AM radio, Jay. I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm just Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't mean All to right, really you go for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> back on track. Here we go. Back on track. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I found I found this piece, and apparently this guy Leland Kirby has has released a bunch of music as the caretaker, but this is kind of his most famous piece, and it turns out it's a six like six and a half hour piece divided up into six stages. And this whole piece is his attempt to musically describe the process of a human being experiencing the stages of dementia. Oof. So he released these stages in in stages over time. And the last stage was released in 2019. And at the end of the project, he actually ended the pseudonym the caretaker and said that he had succumbed to dementia so no. it's a yeah yeah so oh that's cool and i want to get into that part because that that's really kind of where a lot of the press around this piece has, has come from but to use leland kirby the caretaker's uh, description from it it's a series exploring dementia its advancement and its totality so the piece that you just heard was from what he calls stage one and he mm-hmm. bases that around the medical psychological description of stage one dementia, which is uh, experience the first signs of memory loss. The stage is like a beautiful daydream, glory of old age and recollection, and the last of the great days. So, you know, for the first mm, 45, 50 minutes of this piece, it's him resurrecting these old 45s and 78 LPs from a bin somewhere and playing them. And, and he, he, he slightly messes with him over time. Now, now the first 45 minutes is pretty straightforward. It's, it's pretty much just like you heard. And it, it, it reminds me, and thankfully, this is exactly what Leland Kirby was going for. He was inspired by the music of The Shining, the movie The Shining, mm, where right. Jack Nicholson's characters, you know, they're in the bar talking Walking to the bartender. The bar. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, totally. and, and of course, obviously, reminiscent of the end scene where it zooms in on the picture and it plays that right. kind of same music. Well, that's what inspired this whole piece. No and, way. And, and a lot of his other music is just exactly just derivative of that. And, and if it was just that first 45 minutes, I can listen to that all day. That's really cool. Sure. It's lovely. Yeah. But then as he goes into stage two, and stage three, like stage two, his description is the second stage is the self-realization and awareness that something is wrong with a refusal to accept that. More effort is made to remember so the memories can be more long form with a little more deterioration in quality. So in second stage, this is like hour one to two, he starts mm-hmm. kind of repeating parts and adding some echo and some delay to these to these things and adding just like little bits and pieces that little taking away a little bit of clarity in areas and repeating areas and exactly now is this is this all found music like that yes yes okay but but what's neat about that is he didn't he actually arranges the found music so what you're hearing is not just like dropping the needle and hitting record he does that but then he'll take a section and repeat that and like he arranges it cuts it up and reassembles it Mm. interesting so it's a really kind of a, a, an interesting piece in and of itself. But then by the time you get to stage three and stage four, it really starts to get crazy. So stage four, which again aligns with stage four dementia, post-awareness stage four is where serenity and the ability to recall singular memories gives ways to confusions and horror. And this is mm-hmm. really where this whole piece starts to deconstruct. And it starts to turn into like this ambient sound collage of just like you know some like mechanical and electronic glitches and things are getting repeated and and distorted and and it's it it starts to dissolve really quickly by the time you get to stage six it's a complete nightmare and Mm -hmm. i i can tell you that i have spent an entire day i i I actually committed a day to this while i was working on quote-unquote work stuff uh, I had this hmm. going on. Awesome. In, had this going on in the background, and by the end of the day, I was ready to like go crazy and run off a bridge. It's such an amazing piece to experience as one long, and, and of course, you know, it's a six and a half hour piece. You, it's it's hard for me to pick out individual spots from it right. that are worth listening to, but as as a collective piece it's just it's a journey it is it's an entire journey it is it yeah. is it's amazing one of my so, favorite uh, quotes on youtube is uh by from blazing phoenix which says 
me and the boys experiencing a slow decline into nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, so, it's, 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 very, it's quite a vast concept. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really neat. I, you know, and I like these kind of artistic concepts, but unfortunately this piece is kind of met a, a, upon some criticism. And I think it stems primarily because, you know, of Leland Kirby's idea to use the caretaker pseudonym and actually say that that character is himself going through dementia. So as he was posting on Twitter, sure. you know, he was saying, I, I, I don't even know the way that he was saying it, but he was basically saying that this character was going through dementia himself, and by the end of the series, the caretaker himself was dead. And so people were up in arms with that, saying, well, you have no idea what it's like to go through dementia. And of course, nobody does, except for the people. Did he... Well, I don't even know who this individual is and and how committed he is to this creative process, but did he speak to that? Like, was there any aspect of, like, familial experience in which he... He did. He said... Found this inspiration? He he did. He said that he has has a family member who who underwent this, this transformation, but, you know... A lot of us can say that, and and I think the people that have an issue with this are saying that no one except for the person who's going through it can ex- can know what that experience is like. So course, for anyone to assume yeah. is kind of disrespectful. So, but it's kind of absurd because the person that's going through that also wouldn't have. I mean, especially in the later stages, wouldn't have the state of mind to be able to well present right an an oral representation of what it feel what they're feeling. So. Right, right. I mean, for the sake of an approximation, or or, or as as it's understood, I I, I the, totally uh, agree. You know, firsthand. Exp- I totally agree I with know. you. I'm it's, just saying that there. That just seems absurd. Yes, like, yes, it's, yes. And mm. unless he like took it, unless he kind of really got into it with like his social profile and 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 kind of you know took it overboard, where he was actually pretending like this, he's embodying this person that's going through this. I, I guess I could see that being a little insensitive. Well, I think that's but, I think that's where you tread onto. Sacred ground. I think he was pretending to be a, a person that I was going see. through okay. dementia, and I think that's where he, he okay. went off the rails. But when I was explaining this to my wife, she actually she hit me to this uh, artist who actually tried to document this process as he was going through the descent into Alzheimer's. So mm. whereas Leland Kirby is still alive and with us and and cogent mm-hmm. as far as we know, uh, the artist William Utermolen. Um, and his, his works are available you know, if you go in the Museum of Modern Art, um, mm-hmm. their website. They have a great blog post about this. He uh, did a series of self-portraits after he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And going through the years and the decades, um, it gets progressively... I mean, it, it's almost like the artistic representation of what the caretaker is trying to present here. It's wow. really amazing to look at. What's his name again? William Uttermolen. U-T-E-R-M-O-H-L-E-N. You can just Google uh, artist Alzheimer and it'll come right up. Yeah. But yeah, dude, the, uh, speaking of artwork, the artwork for the Caretaker Everywhere at the End of, the t- of Time album is pretty neat. It's amazing. Um, it, it, it's incredible. Well, and like, did you check, did you catch the end? Like the last stage? I did. So like each stage has a, a, is a painting. And then the last stage... It's the back of a painting. Yeah. So it's like mm. you're seeing that there's a painting there, but you're not seeing what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, mm. that's that was kind of heavy. And actually, there there have been sure. a couple of uh, exhibitions, a couple of galleries that um, have displayed those paintings with that music going on in the background, which would just be. Right. I, I I don't know if that was the original intention for the whole for the whole series, but uh, yeah, no, I I've just been I've been really digging it. It's very conceptual. It's very it's very out there, but um, you know, if you have any interest in kind of avant-garde music or you know, uh, music concrete or um, mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. A- and Nick, you and I were talking about this before the episode. It reminds both of us of listening to Lou Reed's metal machine music. Oh, Do you remember? That? I remember you guys hipping. You guys hipping <laughs> me that in college. I was like, you guys are nuts. It's just if you're in the mood for a headache, you know. Well, it's yeah. it's it's, it's the it same out. thing, you know. There's tons of reviews about this album from Lou Reed because it was just meant to be just grating. It's like 45 minutes of just the worst noise you've ever heard in your life. He, he was in he was in a record contract that he and he had to do another album and he was really ticked off at them because they hadn't been fair he thought in his previous iterations and so he just pulled together the most 
horde sounding <laughs> conglomeration. But yeah, go ahead and finish your finish well, your point. We both you we both point. tried to listen to the entire thing. I don't I don't know if we made it the entire way, but I remember at the end of side two, getting to the end of it, and once the needle hit like the end of the record, there was silence. We did, and we both God, looked at each beautiful. other and we're like. That's the most beautiful sound we've heard in like the last hour is silence. <laughs> it was fantastic. And there's yeah. kind of a, yeah. you know, there's a parallel with that in this. So anyway, check it mm -hmm. out if you have any interest in that. I wanted to play a piece. I didn't want to play any from, from stage five or six because it's just, it's too, it's too crazy. So this is a piece from. It's a little much. A little it's much. a little much. Uh, so this is a piece. Uh, it's called Sudden Time Regression into Isolation. And this is right before things go really off the deep end. You'll hear some snippets from the original clip in this, I believe. So anyway, check it out. Excellent, man. Thank you. Thank you for no sharing problem. that. In Indeed. Enjoy. <laughs> real finger snapper <laughs> <laughs> i was i was reading through the comments and it seems like there's a lot of like healthy good conversation about people that have experienced very close loved ones going through this uh, i don't know I, I i do understand the pushback i guess especially if you're kind of like playing like you've right. got this on on on, on social i think if you had a parent who went through that and you had an artist who was coming out and saying this is what dementia sounds like i can understand why there would be some sensitivity to that but in terms of conceptual continuity, uh, Nick, you know, what are you going to follow that up with? Some uh, some air? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Some, uh, you know, Sigur Ross, um, Brian Eno, what do you got? The Apex Twin. I just wanted to roll mach heavy, uh, machine oh, music. Perfect. Because <laughs> the Lou Reed. I'm oh, perfect. The, yeah, I don't, there's not really a, a solid segue for me in that, but that's okay. Um, the This past week, uh, actually it's been, I think, a couple days ago, uh, we lost uh, Little Richard. Uh. And Damn it. honestly, there's nothing you can say about the guy that he hasn't said ten times over. <laughs> That's true. Um, God bless him. Like the guy was just, but that was part of his style, right? So I felt like we had to absolutely talk about it because he really was kind of just paramount to the foundation and, and founding of, of rock and roll. Absolutely. And uh, so yeah, so he 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 passed unfortunately at the age of 87. Um, I think over the over this past weekend of cancer. And I was kind of reading around and and just just looking back at his uh, at his career and wanted to at least give some some acknowledgement to the uh, incredible uh, footprint this guy's Absolutely. had on music Absolutely. as a whole. Um, I, I was reading through like in in his first so he came out I think his first single was fifty five, wow. um, and within within four years he had he had nine top pop singles on like the billboards and 17 top r&b <laughs> singles um just it just was in like this first four-year period and well it speaks and, to how unique of a sound that was back then and the energy just yeah. the incredible that he always had right I, I mean i never got to see him like live or anything like that mm. but but i was reading you know some articles and there was somebody that saw him uh, you know seven or eight years ago and just he was in a wheelchair and like in between songs he was complaining about Aww. how he hurt uh -huh. and crap like that but but just but he still had you know three drummers on stage <laughs> and like an entire horn section and just <laughs> uh, just, just, just freaking out um and that Whoa, growl right oh, dude. like who who did not borrow from that in the 60s right yeah. um and 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 also just 
just the guy was so ahead of his time like his style his look his embracing of his of his of his sexuality was just yes everything was just so far beyond the thing that i always barely acceptable like you know five years ago so it's yeah it's absolutely yeah just a complete trailblazer the thing that like if you want physical proof of that like go back and listen to like tutti frutti or good golly miss molly like he is blowing the crap out of the microphone preamps mm-hmm. on that they mm-hmm. the, the recording technology just had no idea how to handle a singer singing like that in the microphone mm-hmm. you just hear it, it's just like yeah. it's just crazy <laughs> you know and they're yeah, just like he's, uh, he's on the other side of the room yeah. the poor engineers are like could you sing a little bit softer please sir <laughs> you're melting our tape <laughs> <laughs> but you you well, listen you you hear guys like Oh, Keith Richards or, you know, Mick Jagger or any of the early, or the Beatles, you know, any of the early 60s rock and roll stars, and even Elvis, Mm -hmm. you know, they listened, they they went back to Chuck Berry and and Little Richard as their touchstones. They were like, these are the guys that are are blazing the trail. Right. Yeah. I I didn't think it would take you too long to bring up uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, Jay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, they talk about him all the time. You you read about I know it's true. Of course, Keith Richards' biography. You can't stop talking about Chuck Berry and, and Little Richard. So, what yeah. I mean, and and you know when he 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 went through this um this brief stint. <clears throat> I think it was like sixty to sixty three or something like that, where he was he found religion and kind of went on that path, and then came all the way back and went ahead and went on tour in the UK and had a little band called the Beatles open for him on, on <laughs> right. his tour. Like it was, this guy just was just absolutely a trailblazer. And, you know, I, I think there was, there's, you know, quips in there about uh, Lennon getting notes from little Richard about like how to, how to really t- <laughs> dial into that microphone when you're in the studio. And I mean, the guy touched everything. And again, I was talking to, talking to a friend earlier and there's a clip of him at, at I think it was like an Emmys award show and like co-presenting with little Richard and, and and it was like, and the best new album or the best new artist of the year is, and Little Richard just would not stop cutting him off and saying, Little Richard! <laughs> like every, it just kept going. He just was like, okay, all right. And the guy was, the guy was like rock and roll bombast out of the gate. And um, I mean, he was like kicked out of his house at like 14 because he was, you know, just kind of just an effeminate guy. Mm-hmm. And his parents, dad wasn't okay with that. And just at every point, rather than, take that and and you know and and kind of turn inward he just owned it and just yeah man just made more of it and so really just i don't know just just touched on a lot of uh a lot of aspects of of music history in the past oh yeah 70 years hendrix Hendrix was one of his backing guitarists yeah yeah i was actually i was gonna see if you wanted to talk about that greg because um you sent that to me earlier yeah yeah there was it's just a it's just a funny clip of him saying like um how he he knew he would have he knew Jimmy was gonna make it, but he's like, well, I never got to tell him after he made it that uh, you know, uh-huh. like I was I was hoping I would bump into him at some point and be like, see, I knew you were I knew you were gonna make it. And he, it was, the funny quote is like, he used to make my big toe shoot up in my boot, make <laughs> 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 my big straight up my Woo! boot, straight up my straight boot. Up my boot. <laughs> Whoa, look out. That's look my out. favorite uh, Little Richard, though, from the Geico commercial. <laughs> look out. Look out. <laughs> I couldn't find a way to tie that in, Greg. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. It's all good. Well, the other, thing, yeah, the other I, cool quote I've, I heard about uh, Jimi Hendrix is that Jimi Hendrix wanted to play guitar like uh, Little Richard sang. That makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that, like, seeing that one, you know, seeing Little Richard, like, early Little Richard at the height of his powers... But it was probably something you couldn't just like, you know, unsee. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. So. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, every every song he recorded from like fifty to, you know, sixty four was immediately covered yeah. by Pat exactly. Boone or whatever you know. <laughs> so, um, Made appropriate so for the white us, uh, for the yeah, white audience. Exactly safer. Right. So, anyway, just wanted to. Uh, to say thank you, little Richard, and I wanted to play a song from from uh, from 1957, and this thing this thing is just driving. <laughs> and actually, John Bonham pretty much just took this 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 drum intro and you know used it for much much like Zeppelin did with most of their. I'm just kidding. Um, th- but <laughs> there's some truth to that. <laughs> this what's that? Are we okay? Is that all right, Greg? Sorry. No, I'm saying there's some truth to that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is called Keep an Eye. Heck yes, man. Well, I used to play. We used to play this in our Black Rose cover band. This is a good Black Rose. Oh really? Yeah. 
And uh, the drummer used to always love playing this because that's the rock and roll intro. That's the intro to rock and roll. Well, yeah, yeah technically. That's it going right there, back man. To that playing it. that in the Crows cover band, like you can forget, like, and the lead singer would always would always complain because he's like, it's just like the same words, like over and over and again. Like, no one's gonna like want to hear this song. <laughs> Incorrect. People love to hear the same words yeah. over and over again. You just gotta deliver them yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's on you, bro. I'm playing the same yep. three chords. That's right. <laughs> 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 Good one. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Nick. That, that's uh, awesome, man. man. Thank you, thank yeah, you for coming. Yeah, yeah. Sorely, sorely gonna miss Mr. Lit- Little Richard. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell I, you what I'm excited about, though. What's that? I want to hear what you want to talk about, Greg. That's what I'm excited <laughs> about. Uh, the highlight of every week. What do you got for us, man? Oh, Come on, man. baby, here we wow go. Wow, I don't know, man. Well, wow, us. Wow. Wow. All right. Wow. 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 I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> What's I was going with. Yeah. I was going for the continental. You guys remember that? The, oh, I'm just oh, the continental. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what you're right. Won't you come in for some champagne? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. And I am just present. <laughs> yes. Welcome back. It's uh. It's it's a yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I thought maybe I'd introduce an idea I have for a segment. Uh, some of you guys know uh, that I give private lessons online these days. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not unusual territory for me. I've been doing it because uh, I had some students on the East Coast before I came to the West Coast. Some of them wanted to keep going. And uh, it's worked out nicely for us. Um, it takes away the stress of the travel to get together. Sure. When, you're living in, when you're living in a city and you, you have you know, rush hour is like really kind of when you want to get together after school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it takes away that element, which is stressful. It takes away, sadly, the element of like jamming together. But you can work around it if you're creative and like you can you can give them a jam track and then kind of critique them playing to the jam track. Okay. You know, um, just because like the synchronicity doesn't work as well. But um, sure. other advantages are like. You know, you upload uh, PDFs or documents to a drive that you guys share. So there's never like the issue of like, I forgot my book. And mm-hmm. inside it, you can link to various videos, etc. And that, that used to always that, be my can... excuse whenever I didn't practice before my lesson. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> mm. Believe me, I've heard it a thousand <laughs> times. You know, and uh, additionally, you can, again, like embed links to videos. And once that document's like, let's say you put a, a solid transcription of something that you want to share with another student it's on the drive you can just copy and paste it and send it over to the other students already done you know so after years of doing this now i've kind of like started to pull my curriculum together and working on kind of it's called the loman method the loman method (laughs) exactly so (laughs) but anyway the point of this segment though is that when i'm talking to and working with these younger folk the young blood as i Mm -hmm. call them they hip me to various new artists and tunes huh. and i thought that that would be something to sh- that we could talk about oh nice because okay. <laughs> so that's yeah, a, that's yeah, how that you good. always come with all the fresh new hip music 
Greg. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, I, I do happen to be very hip and cool, oh. but it's also because <laughs> of uh-huh. it's also because I, I talk to these. I talk to the kids. <laughs> yeah. How do I reach these kids? So I just, uh, it just occurred yeah. to me. It just occurred to me though that Greg, the music instructor, like forgetting my book and showing up, man. I bet you got like a serious, like disappointing guilt <laughs> you can lay. Oh, he can lay it oh, on. Like, no, I mean, I just mean like that dejected Greg look is like it is. It is, and I can it only is. imagine. I can only imagine like the kid. I'm sorry, Mr. Long. <laughs> <laughs> like when we show up for the podcast, we're like, "Hey, Greg, man, I, I didn't really have these clips ready for you." The dejected Greg look, man, it's like the oh. worst. Oh, it really yeah. is. No, I, I work on it. You know, <laughs> of course, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a technique. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think one one thing I've thrown, <laughs> one thing I've thrown at students <laughs> is like, oh, that's okay. I wrote that for fun. You know, like you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, my time is of no value, so that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Right. I get paid it, either way. I do for so, fun. You know, it's whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought, I thought really hard about that next step that <coughs> would make so much sense for you to, to, you know, to help you in your journey to becoming a guitar guy. <laughs> I was just doing that for fun, you know. And it doesn't matter if we don't have it right now to work off of. It doesn't matter. Not a big, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah not, not a big, a big deal, deal at all. <laughs> no, anyway, no, but there. <laughs> Sorry, I will, I will say this: that I've been blessed with many, many, many great students. Most, like ninety-five percent of the students I've had, I've had. I mean, no problems with. You know, That's there great. are definitely people, you know, along the way that maybe it, it just wasn't the best fit. They're just de- and that's okay. They're dead to you, and that's fine. They're dead to me. <laughs> no. yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, no, no, no. Of course not. No, I obviously value anyone who wants to. to uh, come and study some stuff but uh i do take it very seriously as a teacher because um it's been my bread and butter for ever since i got a, a, a even during college yeah you've so, been doing it for um, a long time and it's I, you know it sounds cheesy but i still learn as much as you know they do if not more and it's a great thing about teaching yeah yeah and so and so th- again this this segment the kids are all right. Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. I might, I might have a theme song. Wait, the next I, I time, have one. I have one here for you. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, we're back. He's just going to do all of our theme songs from now on. I think that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry, the kids are all right. Um, that's right. So. Can I ask you to play another clip this time oh, sure. of uh, something that one of my students brought in to me and was like, will you teach me how to play this? Absolutely. This is a, a student that's a little bit more advanced. He was like, I, I love this band. Will you teach me how to play this song? And I was like, no problem. <laughs> Who is it? And then, I, and then I heard this clip, and I, I want you guys to, to – I want to hear what you think. All right. All righty. That is nice. That is tasty. That's kind of cool. That is tasty. That's kind of cool, right? There's so, a lot going on there. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a band called Polyphia. The song's called Goat, like greatest huh. of all time. And um, yeah, I I actually whatever. I'd I'd seen some videos get floated around, you know, guitar nerdy stuff, whatever. Didn't take <laughs> these guys too seriously. So when the student brought it back up, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, these guys like let, let's give it a spin. And we got into it. Luckily, um, my student had purchased like a really like an authentic tab for this song, so mm-hmm. we se- so he sent me a, a PDF of it, and we started we just broke it down like measure by measure. Nice. And so and and you know so there's a lot of cool flashy techniques in there, but then underneath it's it's just like a, it's like dubstep almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, I was actually curious how much of that was actually like. Uh, th- so they do play this live, like it's they play it, live, it really does have an electronic music sound to it. Like the way it's like do, mixed it, in it. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm sure that like live, they probably 
they're on a click with backing tracks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but there is like a live band and um yeah, I mean, you watch videos and they can play, you know? They're, they're not... Nice. It's it's yeah. not like being sped up or anything. It's, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's very edited, but um, they definitely have chops. Nice. So that's, you know, I, I, always, I always love it when somebody brings me something like that and I have to go like, okay, I have to like work on this for hours <laughs> yeah. It's going to take me a little time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah So exactly. was, the, was um, the student in, in question like ready to receive that knowledge? Like was he at the level where yeah. he could attempt it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can try anything if you slow it down enough. Yeah, okay. sure. You know, sure. So, not, obviously, I wouldn't start lesson one with something like this. But right. um, the, be a tough the, first lesson. And the, and honestly, <laughs> you know, one thing that I would say is that even if someone was like, obviously, this piece is kind of more advanced. But if someone who was intermediate was like, I want to play this song. I, you know, as a teacher, that my job would be then to like, okay, how do I deconstruct this to like the yeah. denominator it, where they could mm-hmm. where they could actually play along with some of the notes. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and then hopefully that would inspire them enough to, you know, Keep but basically and add some more. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. So w- without getting too guitar nerdy, but there's there's all kinds of like hybrid picking, harmonics, like right away tapping. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. within the first three measures, you have to kind of. So basically. If that technique has not been ever looked at, I might say, okay, well, hold on. Like, if you've never done right. tapping, this right. is what it is. Right. If you've never done this, this is what it is. And some people kind of will say, okay, I get it, and then just do it. And then other people will be like, um, hang on, you know, like, and then maybe a week or two later, now they're, they've tried it out and da da da. So that's an that's more of a on the virtuosic end and and of and that's more of like the advanced uh students and we're having fun with that that's awesome man i think that's so cool that that a that a a student would bring that and say hey i really want to learn that's a cool lick like let me go to my teacher and and try to figure out how that happens and uh right man that's just so cool i love that exactly yeah Yeah. no i yeah i think so too and but it makes me think too like how did how did they find this band, you know? Yeah, what is and that genre? Like, what is that? Well, we've talked about gent music. We talked about it with Travis. Yeah. Gent, 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 gent. And basically, like, if you listen to those bands, you'll hear that they often will play parts that are clean because they know that, like, they can't just go through and be heavy all the time, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And so if you were to sort of take those clean parts and then make a band out of it, that's sort of what these guys sound like. Got it. Oh, I like that. When I say clean, I mean like the, the guitars aren't like, you know, distorted and heavy metal-ish. Right. You know? Right. So that, that again is props to the guitarists in Polyphia. The main guitarist, his name is Tim Henson. And this kid is like, he's just like this tiny skinny little kid who wears like huge hoodies, but meanwhile he's got like so many tattoos that they're like crawling you know like on his hands on his neck you know <laughs> and, and you're just like man I, this shit just makes me feel old <laughs> you know what I mean he's like early 20s and he's just got like neck tattoos I'm like holy smokes man <laughs> you know like wow you're a committed bro anyway you're um, gonna regret that man <laughs> <laughs> I mean we'll see but you know either way it's a it's, it's a look <laughs> Yeah, he looks like an anime character. Like I don't know how else to describe. Fair it. enough. Yeah. Anyway, so I was wondering, you know, how how are these kids like hearing these bands? And obviously, a lot of it has to do with the online world. Um, right. But you know, it's different for like when we were grow- when we were growing up, and you know, you saved, oh you saved and saved, and then you went to the store, and you were lucky if you got one tape or one CD. Maybe sometimes you you could get two, right? You know, and then mm-hmm. that was it for the month, or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's a, or, so you better not pick. You better not or pick something Columbia that you house. Like. I'll never yeah. forget. Yeah. I can that worked too. Remember to this day, the day my first Columbia House shipment arrived, yeah, and that was like. Those, was it six that or was seven? That was like six months of like mowing the grass before I yeah, got that. Right. And then, of course, it was like six to eight weeks of shipping and handling. You know? And like, right, right. And then I got now, that. I was like, whoa, I've never seen so many CDs before in my life. This is incredible. And just yeah. for the young ones, do you want to explain what, what Columbia House's premise oh, was? People like, don't know what that you. is. What? I'm positive that they don't. I'm, po- I'm quite positive. Well, back in the dark ages, kids, <laughs> like you would, uh, we... we yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like like anybody wait 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 any, anybody who remembers Columbia House probably has dementia by now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, sure, we're getting there. We're, hey, it's there's like stage the three. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's a cornucopia Oops. of content. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? So you can, I mean, oh, yeah. the goat from anyway, Adam so Sandler. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Columbia House. Right. The premise was. The premise you was you would you would they they would hook you by getting they would give you like six free CDs yes yes right and then you had you had to though you had to once those CDs came you had to buy a CD a month and actually so what they was, would do is like, they would select it for you it was you. like clickbait to, to like tie it yeah. into like mm, nowadays exactly. so they actually pull- you know what it's audible okay yes exactly you pay for a credit and you it, audible at least you, you get, get whatever you, you want Columbia credit. House would send you if three you didn't free credits. Yeah. And then you get tied into a subscription, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But you, yeah, would, but I definitely anyway, had a, you get this magazine with all these different, like all the artists just from Columbia Records, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, mm-hmm. you know, you check them off the ones that you wanted. You send it back, and then you'd forget about it. And then, like three months later, you get a box in the mail with your CDs. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I did a BMG. Oh, they had a similar. Or a BMG yeah, guy. Yeah. Did they have yeah. one? Yeah, I was wow. a BMG guy. I was. I, I, it was like there was like the Pepsi of <laughs> Columbia. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Pepsi of Columbia. <laughs> you know. Um, okay. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you you go online now, right? There's and you know you can go down the YouTube wormhole, obviously Instagram, and now TikTok. I mean, like Tame Impala, they blew up on TikTok and it made one of their songs go uh, like double platinum. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought that was a really short um, format. Well, it's I it, yeah again. Is it like remixes th- or something? Yeah, something something. You'll have to check it out. But apparently, <laughs> talk to the kids. Talk I don't. To the th- kids. I don't know if they. I don't think they played the whole song. But whatever it was, it may have even been some kind of like challenge or some kind of dance apping. <laughs> something something There's to do some with some kind yeah. of dance yeah, like, app. You know, they got the <laughs> click. Some click. kind of app. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you you download it. <laughs> you you plug in your modem, and then you're doing a dance thing, and then you got you're your Taylor Impala. It's 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 very clear. Yeah, and then you, you got your coronavirus, <laughs> and then uh, anyway, all right, you've got the TikTok, <laughs> you've got your um, <laughs> YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, right? Yeah. This is and gonna be so you hot also and have trending, like, guys. <laughs> yes, oh, big time. And then you have. Uh, you know your TV, your TV shows, you know, <laughs> and uh, the songs. Still with the goat, okay. Yeah, Good I just I can't help it, man. I just can't help it. Okay, so um, but I had a, a student who brought up this song by Alt J. Oh, okay. Because she heard it on a song. Uh, excuse me, she heard it on a show that I believe was called Never Have I Never or Ever Never Have I Ever. But it's called Left Hand Free. Would you? Sp- Spin just a little bit of that, so sure. the folks can. Hey, shady baby, I'm hot like the prodigal son. Bigger battle, any mini money, more and flower. You're the chosen one. Obviously, this one isn't quite as modern sounding. Ooh. It's a little more. Mm-hmm. It's like could be. It could have been a '90s tune. Absolutely, almost. could be mm-hmm. a sublime um, track. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's a it's a hodgepodge, and you know, sometimes I have kids that come up and they're like, "Hey, can you teach me the solo for Hotel California?" I'm like, oh, "Really? Okay, fine, sure, yeah." And or Stairway to Heaven. There was a bit. Uh, you know what really drove that narrative was like guitar, guitar hero. hero. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's those days have, are gone now. So they really are. You know, it's it's more based off of a bunch of random stuff. A bunch of like really, what what are they? What's the next YouTube video that pops up? You know, when they're at home. 
anyway. Well, so. do they? I mean, do, do, I mean, generally though, with your students, like, how do they like think of like the old music? Is that is it really? Is it? What's the the opinion? How does that work? I mean, because again, they've got everything at their fingertips. Exactly. That is not. It's not something. I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what comes of that reality, right? Where you just yeah. have it all that you can just go and listen to it as long as you don't mind sitting through it, five seconds of an ad to click the skip ad button. Um, yeah, I, I guess it just depends on the personality, you know, and what they're, where they are, what they're going through, so, and it can it can switch all of a sudden, you know. Someone can be like, I'm only interested in stuff that's you know like top 40 you know and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they'll be like i want to learn everything ab- i can about led zeppelin you know <laughs> like okay mm-hmm. so but just to give you some examples like lately i have one kid who's like way into kind of thrash metal from like the, the 90s you know like some mega death and slayer and pantera and then his brother is also a metalhead but the brother's only into like the modern like laptop metal as <laughs> i call it Mm. Um, What's an example of laptop so metal? I'm not familiar with that genre. Um, well, honestly, I wouldn't. I, w- I would be pressed to say that that first track, Polyphia, okay. is sort of like that. And he's one of the ones sure. who actually brought that song. So, up like manipulated me, so. with some like electronic beats behind it, maybe. Yeah, like metal that's made on a laptop. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. That, that's what. Yeah, that that to me is what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot <laughs> of the a lot of the gent stuff is kind of is like that. Like you know. Uh, it's all sampled drums, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's not like the heavy metal from back in the day, where it was really like a you know a disgusting practice room, <laughs> yeah, you know, or whatever. Any, anyway, but then even like the student who brought me the Alt J stuff was like, oh, I I want I want to learn this Elvis Presley song, you know. Really? And then another and huh. another kid, you know, I I turned him on to um, he was playing some some song, maybe some Wolfpack, and I was like, you guys should listen to Tower of Power. You yeah, know, and yeah. I try. I, I like to connect those kinds of things, you know. Because if you like this, you should hear where they got oh, it. Oh, God bless you, Greg. Right, you know, their influences. Awesome. Yeah, you know, I do I, it. I, connect I, the dots. Exactly, and honestly, just give them more stuff to enjoy and learn from. Yeah. So totally. You know, so that that, that is it's it, it's been interesting, especially too in quarantine, because that I've been given the opportunity to give some of my students like a heavier dose, like two lessons a week. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so so like getting on that rhythm. It's it's just been incredible to see how quickly they learn and how quickly their hands have developed, mm-hmm. um, and they're just bored, man. They're, and like, well, one this touched me actually. Like that, one of my students was like, she's a little, little younger, you know, like maybe like a early teenager, and she, she was stressed, you know, about about this stuff as it was happening. And she was like, I just play, I practice guitar until I fall asleep. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, wow. man. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and and this is someone who like for a lot for years I've struggled with because she was like the girl who, she she was, like I forget I forgot my book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Da, 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 mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I could, I was like D- I hadn't found the motivation. Yeah. Well, well, and just it's almost you know, with kids as you know we all have kids. You know they test you. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like sometimes. You know? Well, it it turns out they are actually individual people that have their own desires mm-hmm. and needs what? and wants and. As, yeah, I know you'll see Jay. It happens. Later. No, he he's um, a model uh, yeah, of me. Like, like he's just a mini me. He's gonna like the same right, things I right. like, right? Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> On another episode, we'll, of, we'll get to all experience this with Jay together. This will be good. But yeah, man, the journey you know continues. the The music lives on, and uh, you know, the, I think the kids are all right. That's all I got for this week. Well, hey, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Thank, thank you. you, thank you for reporting from the front lines of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Children, child music education. Yeah, and it's. It, I mean, Amen. it's. To be honest with you, like, just to relate it to just a personal anecdote of mine. Like when I first started working in the music store, I, you know, around about two thousand three, two thousand four, I wasn't old. I was, you know, in my twenties. But then all of a sudden, you start having these kids like coming in, like dressed all in black, and just listen to like Avenged Sevenfold, and like it right. wasn't like mm-hmm. something that was on my radar. And it was like the first slight glimpse that I was starting to get a little bit older than what the kids were into. Mm-hmm. And it, it, but that would still be, I would say, would be in like the quote unquote analog era. You know, it's not even, those kids are still probably right. buying CDs of it, of Avenged Sevenfold. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, no, I'm fascinated too to know, like, if I was 15 and I had a Spotify family account that my dad bought, what would I be listening to? 
I have no idea. I, I'm fascinated by that question. Exactly. I think one of the things you see it in is like the kind of the blending of genres that which oh, is a good yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But I wonder what like what we're not seeing at this point. Not not in a bad way, but just what unanticipated like trends come out of just having everything at your fingertips. Exactly. Um, yeah, it 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 changes you the it, it introduces new patterns. Mhm. And we don't really know what they're going to yield. Right. You know? Exactly. But uh, uh, I've got one more track. If you if you want to play us out, absolutely. Yes. Been a it's been really nice hanging with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Definitely. Well. I'm. Uh, I got some more uh, Doom Eternal to play later on tonight. So. I'm oh baby. Happy to do okay. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> benchmarking. Benchmarking. Caco Demons. So, so jealous. Caco Demons to slay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Not familiar, but that's all right. What I, that's then. what I call taking a poop. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll play you out. <laughs> no, speaking of speaking of poop, this is uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you, guys. Uh, another great episode. Yeah. We'll be back be back with you next week for episode number forty-two. Yeah, this yes, is uh, this is childish Gambino. This is another track that I got hip to, and uh, go to youshouldcheckitout.com. Please, Peep please it. share with your friends. Find us on Instagram, Hashtag Instagram, yes. TikTok. We're on it. Right, Greg? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, the TikTok guy. Don't, uh, I forgot the password. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, what the hell is the TikTok? TikTok? You know, he's passed out in the back. Okay. <laughs>